Hi, welcome to episode 484 of the Fantastic Forecast. I'm Dave Elliott, and the only thing that can stop me from doing this podcast is a hostess fruit pie. Today it's Fantastic Four, volume 3, number 55, a.k.a. Fantastic Four, 484, from July 2002. An Evening Out, by guest writer and inker Carl Kessel and guest artist Stuart Immonen. So it's nighttime at Fantastic Four headquarters. Sue Richards comes home with a bunch of groceries. She does her grocery shopping herself. She's rich and famous, and she's just walking around some grocery store in Manhattan doing her shopping herself. Reed is so cheap. Get her ass a personal assistant. Like she's not busy enough with two kids and the whole superheroing thing. She's got to do the shopping too. Reed's like a billionaire, but... They've got no personal assistants, no cooks, no maids, nothing. Like, what kind of rich people are these? Sue, she has to do everything. So she comes into the living room and asks for help, but Franklin is playing with his action figures, Johnny's watching television, and Ben is napping on the couch. Franklin follows his mother into the kitchen and starts going through the groceries and notices that she's got a log for the fireplace. This is the first time I noticed... They have a fireplace? Franklin wants junk food, but Sue tells him there is no junk food. But he finds some fruit pies, and Sue replies, Those are different. Yeah, those are for defeating supervillains. Ben wakes up from a bad dream, yelling, Everyone, get back! The wizard's gonna fire his John Tesh Ray any second. That must be a dream. Because even the wizard isn't evil enough to come up with something like a John Tesh Ray. Ben says that he got up just in time for football. And Johnny's like, football? No way! I'm watching something important. Okay, don't tell me. They only have one television? Oh, gee. Reed is a cheap bastard. Johnny runs to the television and Ben grabs him. And Johnny fires back with fire. Geez, I like television, but it's not important enough to give your best friend a first-degree burn. Or is that a third-degree burn? I'm not sure which one is the really bad one. So Ben turns into the thing, and they start tearing up the house. Sue says, They woke the baby, and she leaves the room. Reed comes out and says he's finished making some adjustments to the Fantastic Car, and he needs to pick up something at the Four Bush Warehouse. Both Ben and Johnny run by and says, and they say that they'll take care of it since they want to take out the new Fantastic Car for a spin. I guess they forgot about the TV shows they wanted to watch. Unless the Fantastic Car has two TVs in it. That really would be a Fantastic Car. And so they're in the new Fantastic Car. Goodbye flying bathtub again. They get to the warehouse, but it's closed. They look back at the Fantastic Car, and a scroll, calling himself the Grand Acquisitioner, is taking the Fantastic Car. Johnny flies off after it, but the Grand Acquisitioner, that's a mouthful, activates some kind of teleporter. To Sector 1C, he says, and he's gone. Ben and Johnny say they'd better get the Fantastic Car back before Reed and Sue even know it's gone. 
Ben and Johnny wonder where Sector C1C is. Johnny thinks it's in space. That seems fair. But Ben thinks it's on Yancey Street. That makes no sense. Why Yancey Street? But holy crap! They get to the Yancey Street junkyard, and guess what? The Grand Acquisitioner is there. Ben asks where their ride is, but the Grand Acquisitioner replies, Foolish rock being, it is not so easy getting information from the Grand Acquisitioner, and he tries to fly away. Ben tosses a car at him, but the scroll teleports out of the way. Johnny has a little fun shooting flames at the car that Ben threw through the air. Yeah, it was a Pinto. They see the scroll again, and Ben tosses a tire at him, and this time hits him, knocking him to the ground. Johnny shoots flames around him and says he's going to teleport away again, but Ben sneaks up behind the Grand Acquisitioner and through a pile of wreckage and grabs him, but the wreckage knocks over a crane, which drops a bus down toward Ben and the Grand Acquisitioner, but Johnny blasts the bus apart before it hurts anybody. I doubt it would have hurt Ben, but it might have put a big hurting on the scroll. Next, the scroll teleports away again. Ben and Johnny look around at all the destruction, and they bond over the fact that they both feel stupid like a couple of screw-ups. But then the Grand Acquisitioner appears again, and this time, he's giant-sized. Ben and Johnny didn't know that the scrolls could make themselves giant-sized. The scroll thanks them for saving him from that bus, and in return, he's going to give them back the Fantastic Car. Next, he shrinks back down to normal size, and then he changes shape into Yellow Jacket, Hank Pym, who's been using an image inducer to make it look like he's a scroll. It's all been one practical joke. So later, back at Avengers Mansion, where Franklin is waiting for some reason, Hank reveals that everything was recorded on a flying ant cam to embarrass Ben and Johnny in the future, part of the FF's home video collection. Reed gave Hank the codes to the Fantastic Car so he could steal it. And when he was teleporting, he wasn't really teleporting, he was shrinking out of sight. And then the Wasp enters the room holding the baby Valeria. They've been asked to babysit Franklin and Valeria, and Ben and Johnny, while Reed and Sue are off celebrating their anniversary. And next, we see Sue in a nice dress, and Reed in his blue FF uniform, he loves that uniform, and they're having a romantic evening together, drinking champagne, making out, and celebrating the fact that it's been 256 months since they first met. That's 21 years and 4 months that they've known each other, and it was love at first sight. So I guess that makes Sue around 29 and Reed around 45? That sounds about right. And that is the end of a fun issue, with some enjoyable interplay between Ben and Johnny, and a story that seems like a it belongs in a 1960s issue of Strange Tales, and of course, an ending that reminds us that Sue was really, really young when she first met Reed. Jared from Subway thinks it's normal, but for most of us, it's kind of creepy. So that's all for now. If you have any questions about the Fantastic Four, about this podcast, or if you need relationship advice, you can email me at podcastff at gmail.com. Check out some of my favorite panels from each issue of the Fantastic Four at www.podcastff.blogspot.com. 
And you can download other episodes of iTunes and find them all at www.podcastff.podbean.com. So long, kids. This podcast is over. Chill out, what's she yelling for? Lay back, it's all been done before. And if you could only let it be, you would see. I like you the way you are. When we're driving in your car And you're talking to me one-on-one But you become